so just scrolling through gifts. <laughs> just, <it's> like, <laughs> so there's there's plenty of ways to process a loss. Uh, no, no ways, no ways wrong as long as we're all you know decent to each other. So. Hey guys, this is the Doobie Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. It's me, AJ, here with... It's me, Luke. It's August 19th. This podcast is following the Chicago 2 nothing loss. Um, it's episode number 30. We got a lot of crap to cover. Uh, a lot of crap. A lot of crap. So, poopity poop. Um, episode 30 is going to be called Eric Ayuk. He was the most recent player to wear the number 30. He's currently playing uh, in the second tier of Turkey for us, us manless spore. Before him, a uh, guy Pedro Ribeiro wore the number thirty. Right now, he's playing in the second tier of Sweden for a cool-looking team called IK Fredge. Toppy. They have a cool logo. Cool logo. A Viking on it. Yeah. Their stadium is. And uh, there is happens to be another MLS player on that team, the Axel Schuberger from from the Rapids. There you go. Yep. So shout out to him. Um, and the original number 30 was Christian Witkowski. He's not playing right now, but he's an assistant uh, soccer coach for the uh, men's soccer team at Army. So still involved with the game. And I feel like I recognize his face on his uh, Army page. But anyway, um, so <laughs> tonight's episode, we're going to cover the 2 nothing loss to Chicago. Um, so we're going to be drinking a lot. Um, already am. Already am. And then and we got some questions that we're going to throw in there from, from some of you guys. The second half of the episode is pretty packed. The whole, uh, the whole, this whole episode looks packed. This is the most we've ever written as far as notes go. Yeah, I think we just didn't want to talk to each other, so we just typed into our notes at each other. Yeah, it's been a fun night. Fun night. Um, so we're going to cover why this year is different than every other year when we stink in the, at the end of the year. Um, we'll talk about the U13 Philadelphia Union Academy team. We'll do some kit rankings, and then we'll preview the DC, the DC game. And uh, yeah, I'll be there and get out to the Sons of Ben tailgate. We'll talk more about that later on. Um, but next Saturday is also alumni night, so we'll have a couple questions there. And uh, yeah, we appreciate people sending us ideas. Just a quick little thing. We're building up an episode for like a bye week and off season ideas. Yeah. So if we ever don't talk about something that you send in, um, just know we have it written down and we're, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's just, yeah, the union are just providing a lot of stuff to talk about right now. Right. And right now let's start talking about the Chicago game. If we must, if we must, the uh, lineup was different. Yeah, it was, no one expected that Fabian was a uh, forward and that left Kerval in the lineup and Montero also started as the 10. When I saw this, I, I told you I initially thought right. it must have been a 4-2-3-1 with Fabian as the 10, Montero on the left. And how this game played out, that sounds like that would have been way better. Well, I mean, I don't want to dig, you know, <laughs> say I'm smarter than Jim Curtin, but that one I may have gotten right. So, it's, yeah, it was definitely a different lineup. I, I mean, we, we bring in Wooten and then we don't start him in favor of a central midfielder to put up top. Yeah. Have an interesting I mean, I, I kind of saw it as, like, he wanted to be a little conservative, get more, def- like, defensive players on the field with Craval and Montero. But it just shifted around a lineup that, like, was having success. Two wins in a row coming into this one. Yeah, and, and swapping out Craval and Montero, just doing that alone wouldn't have really messed with that formula too much and still kept a defensive minded midfielder in in the game with I think Mont- I, I see Montero as kind of a still kind of a defensive player like he, the way he covers the ground like he, he doesn't really give up much defensively so I, it was an interesting choice to say the least yeah and they came out flat as crap yeah flat flat yeah it's it's just, like I feel like we this keeps happening on these road games where it's you just kind of aren't sure what's gonna what their product's gonna look like and that night, Saturday night, was uh, one of the worst. And do you think, and, and just kind of random thinking about uh, MLS travel and not taking charter flights, I wonder how much that plays into it and their exhaustion and just 
not like I said, not playing well. They didn't play well in Montreal. Didn't play well at RSL. They yeah. played well in DC, but they didn't have to take a flight there. They just rode the bus. Yeah, I, I mean, I, we can't. We don't know that. Like we, I'm, I, we don't know anything. That's and, true. And <laughs> That's total true. disclosure to all of our listeners. We don't know anything. But I, I'm, there we're, could be something there. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> there could be something there. About no, yeah, that's not a bad point. Um, I, I don't know. Like, but it's also like Chicago had a midweek game, and I, I know they were at they're at home in this game, but they looked f- fresh. Like we we had no midweek game. We we had a full week to prepare for this, and we just didn't show up. Basically, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty. It was pretty uh, frustrating. Yeah, it, it was. It was pretty. Yeah, it was super frustrating. Um, Let's just like go through bullets of like what happened. Okay, uh, defense. Uh, defense got exposed on the wings. Both fullbacks played poorly. Yeah, I feel which like is ex- expected on one side. Yeah, on one side. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But it, they and and Kai didn't have a great game. But it, it just felt like Chicago really their game plan was to attack us from out wide. And and could go back to the point of what you thought the lineup was going to be. You thought it was going to be four two three one. If we did play a four two three one, we would have had that with the probably cover for those kind of flanking attacks that the that Chicago created. But we had the narrow midfield and we just left so much space and opportunity for Chicago to get wide and, and just kind of rip us apart on the our, our fullbacks got just destroyed. Um and on on that first goal, watching back the replay, and you, you saw this, I saw this. Uh Wagner gets kind of they play the ball around Wagner and he didn't get back. He just kind of like jogged. It was yeah. like he had no urgency to try to cover. Colin steps out to the wing and, and yeah, to so try like to block the cross. He gets caught but in no man's land because that's that's Wagner's man. And Colin was there was another guy that Colin was in between too, and it, and it just didn't. He couldn't he couldn't cover both. And and then also, I mean, Nicholas made a great run in, into the into the box, and Ellie just couldn't keep track of him. But yeah, it was it was a lot of uncharacteristic yeah. errors that that uh, created that goal. Yeah, yeah, and we just didn't expect. I mean, you don't expect a guy like Wagner, who has been pretty I, I, one of our, our best players of the, yeah. of the year, machine-like, just yeah. nonstop effort to kind of just turn around and jog back and watch Chicago go by and, him. And he's a guy who has speed. Like he, it's not like I know Frankowski seems pretty fast, but like Wagner could have caught him. It was yeah, the guy's name is Frankowski. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't sound like a fast guy to me. He's, I mean, he seems fast. I mean, he seems fast. I don't know. Um, <laughs> So we were asked by Silver Ray, like, is it time for R.J. Allen to step into the lineup? So Granted, that'd be on the right side for right. Gaddis. And, and uh, yeah, and Gaddis didn't have a great game either. But uh, I, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine R.J. Allen is a much of an upgrade. First of all, he before he got signed for for us, he was playing in for like Motown FC. So mm-hmm. that that's that's not a great. Not the greatest testament to where yeah. where you're at right, right. Now on your soccer plane, and and we kind of just signed him just because at the moment like my, or Mbezo went down and uh, we just kind of did an extra depth, but I I don't think he's really the the that answer the answer the yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'd have to agree I don't I sometimes with these things I, I always just kind of have to defer to the coaches I, I have to assume that. They're seeing him every day, and we haven't seen him. We've seen highlights of him from, you know, four years ago or something, but right. we can't really assume that he's playing at that level or that he's showing anything that's going to put him into the lineup over Gattis. Right. I, I would I would say maybe Mbezo over R.J. Allen because we've seen Mbezo have decent games, mm-hmm. not super consistently, but uh, he has had showed moments that he could be a pretty solid fullback for us. But I don't know. He, he, he doesn't have that kind of same defensive ability as, as Gaddis and, and isn't the same, doesn't have the same experience, obviously, too. Yeah, just no one's playing great defense right now. We're really struggling. We're leaking yeah. uh, easy goals, the, um, that one, and then the second one, Colin tackled CJ in the box. Yeah. It was a dumb... It I mean, wasn't, like, the hardest of, of fouls, but it was an unnecessary thing to do. Yeah, and, and for CJ, it was a very easy play for him to feel his back arm being pulled and kind of just falling. The ref had a great view of yeah. the pull down. And I mean, if you're a good striker, you're going to fall, fall down at that contact. Yeah. That's just the right play, to, right thing to do. Yeah. And, and it comes back to being flat footed. I'm CJ got on the wrong side of Colin and the ball was played in the general area. So all eyes were there and yeah. I mean, just not on your toes on the corner kick. Yeah. So yeah. And then we almost, 
felt some hope and got some light back into into our uh, or got a little bit of momentum by with the red card that got called on uh, Nico Gaetano after he tackled uh, Montero. People really cannot keep up with Montero when <laughs> yeah. he's dribbling. They love That's to true. slide tackle him from behind, and it sucks for him. Um, and us because he's fantastic, but yeah, he's just he's just so fast and gets on the ball, and next thing you know, you're looking at his. I'm, back and yeah, trying to slide tackle. I'm sure he's like really frustrating to play against so those tackles are going to come more frequently. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that like that that red card to a man down like all right, maybe we can a full pull, half. Yeah, 45 full minutes half. of 11 versus 10. And like clearly things weren't working the first half, but you know, we've been able to turn around again before after the half. So hopefully we we thought that maybe we'd have the the ability to do it in this time. And so it was nice like going into the half we weren't robbed of that second half. I, uh, a few few episodes ago, I talked about us being robbed of a second half when Montreal yeah. came out and scored their third goal within the first 20 seconds. So right, we, right. we had that second half to watch with that hope. And so second half starts, and what's the first thing that happens? Il Senior. No. Oh, well, wait. Il Senior comes in. Right. But here's what I'm talking about. First first play really that happens is uh, oh, Chicago right, right, dribbles right. down the right side, plays the ball into CJ. He Boinks it off the crossbar, yeah. and we're like, "What? We're we're <laughs> we're up a man, and you guys just got a fast break on us." Yeah, that was not good. So that w- could have been uh, reminiscent of the Montreal game, but thankfully CJ hit the P- hit the hit the crossbar, yeah. and so we could continue rooting and cheering on the Union for the next forty minutes of uh, power play soccer, as they say. But, but we just couldn't do it. You just this is another. Uh, another one of many times of the, this season that we just could not figure out how to break down the bunker. Teams will let us hold the ball. Let us have it. I mean, the possession was, I think, 70% to 30%, something right. about that. We had like, yeah, like over 600 passes, but we were just going back and forth around the box, couldn't penetrate and couldn't get, we couldn't get a really good, like good chances to like the 85th minute, like in yeah. the, the first like 30, 40 minutes of that, of that second half. Like we just, if you go watch the highlights, if you didn't see that there was a red card, the highlights, you would never know that we were up a man. Right. There was only two chances created by the union that were highlight worthy. Um, it was just, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't split the lines of the pass. There was no defenders making bad steps. It was just they, they kept it tight. They played their lines right, and we couldn't find our striker's feet. Um, midfielders weren't running. And there was like a time uh, the ball got played in, and I think Elliot chased it down. Keeper kind of stepped out, but like you just saw Union players sitting, like just standing, just standing in the box rather right. than like looking like they were interested in getting the ball. They were all just kind of standing, and there was like four of them just standing on their heels, not really looking interested in putting themselves in a spot to yeah. receive the ball. It was really yeah, it was like collectively z- zombie-like. Yeah, all the same because I feel like when in those kind of situations. I feel like it just takes like one guy to be proactive and kind of like light the spark and make a, a proactive run and, and kind of do, make, do, do some of that movement in the box to like let the other guys follow suit and, and follow that. But no one was doing that. And it, it was just, it was just ridiculous. And freaking Ray Gaddis was like getting way up the field. Yeah. Like Bedoya had to stay back to cover for him. And like, what was happening? I'm, I'm glad he got subbed off eventually, but like, yeah, there was so many like, times he's well, standing inside the 18 yeah. and like Bedoya was like back close to the half and like, this is not right. What are we doing here? But maybe he would have... No, great. It would be a long shot. Okay, but what if he, like, gets a good chance? Maybe that lights them up. Maybe that was his mindset. Like, but let me forget all... They didn't all. want to pass to him. <laughs> like, he let was me. kind of open a, a couple times, but it's like, who's going to pass to Ray Gaddis when, like, we have, like, other guys to, like, try to work with? And it just... It wasn't... That wasn't going to be the option to unlock this bunkering defense. <laughs> He's thinking against all odds. I'm going to leave my position. I'm going to stand inside the 18. Like you can I see know there's El Senior. I know there's Wooten. <laughs> They're going to pass it to me. <laughs> Like you can see these times when he's like really, really trying to get forward and be that kind of player, but he's really not. And it's just, he just looks so out of place. And yeah. And then like, yeah, like, like El Senior came in. He could not get past Bornstein. Yeah. Um, Credit to Bornstein, like he knocked him down, and obviously there was always support when it's when they were going against Osinio, but they just he just couldn't get down on anyone to really have any of that moment of magic to create some sort of spark. Uh, Vuden came in and he had like 
a one missed chance, but it, by that point it was it was kind of over. It, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he like whiffed on a ball. I don't know. It yeah. was like he did not look, did not look like what we were hoping to get when we got him. I mean, no one, no one looked. Yeah, like it, tonight. Yeah, I think he's had have, he's had better games for us, but I know. Yeah, no one looked good. It, it was like to quote Curran after the game. He said like, if this game went eight, 180 minutes, we weren't going to score a goal. Like it just yeah. was that kind of night and. Apparently, Brendan Aronson was subbed in the claim, but I don't think I don't think he knew it. I don't think he ever got off the bench, but they held up his number and a kid that looked like he <laughs> stepped on the field, maybe ran right off. I don't know. But yeah, the, the subs weren't doing it. It, it. Yeah, like it wasn't our night. It could have been 180 minutes and we were not scoring. Um, yeah, we were we were lucky that our goal differential was only two nothing. Yeah. CJ had a couple of sitters that he didn't. Put yeah. away. Classic classic CJ missing from inside the six. Yeah. It's a Nik- bummer. Yeah, we like Nik- him. Nikolic had a great game. He could have had a couple of different chances, but Yeah. Easily could have been I remember five it could have been five oh if CJ finished two. Nikolic did finish two. And then I forget who had a some one of those guys, someone had a breakaway yeah. and Blake did make a save on it. So And they didn't even have Katai, who's like one of their better yeah. attacking players too. And so Yeah. It, Oof. What a garbage night. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, so... And that was like your birthday weekend. That was Just my birthday weekend. It was a fantastic... Yeah, yeah, me and Mbezo, we celebrate our birthday together. Um, so, yeah. you Union ruined AJ's birthday, so... That's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. There's hopefully another one coming along. Another birthday or game? Both, hopefully. <laughs> cross the fingers. Uh, cross the fingers. Um... So throughout the game, we always watch for who's the best player, who's the worst. So who is your union? Let's start worst. Let's start there. Okay, I had a who list. Who is the worst? Yeah, the list. Yeah, how much time? What do we got? <laughs> um, so we got about a few minutes till it breaks. So who is your worst uh, on the night? I I was kind of hoping you'd go first so I could pick another guy. Okay, but you, I you want me to? Uh, yeah, sure. Because I I had multiple, right. so I, maybe you'd take one of mine. Right, I'll go second on the next one. All right. So I was going to go with Colin. Um, yeah, just not a, not a great night. I think, yeah, he played a couple good games for us. That was nice. But I think that was all that we expected from him for the year. And I don't think we expected him to come in and be a, a consistent starter. And I think I think we need Trusty back for the yeah. next game. So I think Colin, He's, he, he served his purpose. I think as a veteran center back to fill a hole every once in a while, sure. I think he served his purpose. Yeah. But I think, I think he overstayed for three games in a row. Um, I think let's get Trusty in. He's this year's Jay Simpson contributes for like two games, and that's kind of it. Yeah, I know it's not the perfect metaphor, but I just nah. thought about it. So okay, I wanted to say it. Okay, uh, um, yeah, I guess after that, I'll let you still continue talking. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, who's your union worst? Uh, I want to go with Kai Wagner. Okay, um, Gaddis is a choice too, but it's you know, well. To be fair, gas is always a choice. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm going with Wagner. Because he did an uncharacteristically bad game. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, like we said, he, he, he was part of the, the first goal. And I, th- I feel like even going forward, uh, like we had, I, I think I said like 20 crosses. And he had a lot of those. And none of them were even close to uh, you know, yeah. the union player. He, yeah. They were way off. So, yeah, just, I don't know, just, yeah, just a rough game for him. And then and he, and he just couldn't shut down Frankowski or... Um, Anyone coming down those sides, so... Again, I... Yeah, sorry. To, to the point, Luke just said that we had 20 crosses. I don't think that's the way this team needs to play. Nope. I don't think we need to go wide and hit long crosses in the yep. box. I don't think that's where our talent lends itself. I think we're more of a pass and break the team down, play the ball through the defensive lines, and... Which is something we didn't do tonight, or uh, Saturday night anyway, yeah. but... Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah we settle, to just settle for all those crosses. I don't, it's just, that's 20, I don't know, t- 20 turnovers, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, solid, solid even worse. Um, who's your best on the night? Oh, no, don't, don't tell me you're going to take mine. Fafa. Oh, <laughs> okay. Fafa, because he's the one player everyone wanted, and uh, he did not get into the game. Exactly, so probably to... Best for him to not get into that game because save his own reputation. But uh, he could have been a spark guy. Yeah, like that's a kind of like he's a great sub. He knows how to influence the game off the bench, mm-hmm. and we didn't so, let we didn't get to see that. So I think that kind of increases his value. So our three subs were Elsino, Aronson, and Vooten. Would you prefer Fafa over which one of those? Would you prefer Fafa over? Um, Fafa. 
<laughs> Shouts to Kevin. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know who we are. <laughs> I would go with uh, probably Vooten. Hmm. Just because okay. I think I'd rather... like I, I Maybe put Vooten in the third sub, but... Uh, because I don't think Aronson's a great sub off the bench. But I think, in this game at least, mm-hmm. um, I, I think he's a, a great sub. And I think getting him on the field as, as like, the second sub after Ostinio is, like, the right way to do it. Hold on. So you put Fafa instead of Vooten? So uh, like, in, like, as a second sub. Okay. Yeah, and then Vooten maybe the third sub. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have put in Aronson. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see him. Uh, Vooten at least put himself in the box to get an opportunity that he missed or right, two. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I think Fafa would have been the solid sub. Yeah, because, like, I know, like, he's he's kind of has the speed and he can run at guys, but in this game, he can he still knows how to, like, play in the small places, mm-hmm. like, find little pockets and... and yeah, just his, a little shimmy, a little something to find out. Yeah, he's, he's actually, he's, like, a really creative player, so... Mm-hmm. Could have used that. Um, so what's your, who's your union best? My union best? Ready? Uh-huh. It's going to be a little bit of a throwback. Okay. A name you all may remember. The one who kept this game from being more than 2 nothing. If it wasn't for him, maybe it would have been 4 nothing. CJ Sapong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Fires. CJ Sapong was the union's best player on the field. He uh, missed a sitter early in the first half. Ball went right off. I mean, right under his foot. Yeah. He had defense beat, Blake beat, missed it. And then in the second half, opened yeah. up the half with one right off the crossbar from inside us. the six. Yeah. He he could have easily made it uh, for nothing. Um, love him. I like him. He went to JMU just like me. But, uh, yeah, thank goodness he missed it for us. Sorry, buddy. He's, he's had a good year. Yeah. He's got 10, 10 goals on the year. So, yeah. good for him. Um. Game ends. We're all in miserable moods. Uh, me and Luke are both just sitting on our phones silently. Luke, what did you you tried to interact? You were trying yeah. to converse with people. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what the initial tweet was, but yeah, we we were both on Twitter. So I was trying to articulate the fact that it's okay to be a little emotional after a game. My my reaction to the game was I just sat on Twitter and fired about a thread of 10 different yeah. gifs that he I'm <laughs> trying to like articulate my point like very specifically in ages I just see AJ's phone just scrolling through gifs <laughs> just like, so there's there's plenty of ways to process a loss yeah. uh no no ways no ways wrong as long as we're all you know decent to each other so yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's funny just yeah a fun little moment that we uh, wanted to gifs are hilarious I, I find they them are. so funny I really do um Let's stop talking about this game. Yeah, let's I'm m- done move on. Uh, we're going to take a break. After the break, we're going to talk about, uh, yeah, we're right now kind of in a slump maybe, but why is this year going to be different? Um, we'll talk about a little bit of uh, the Union Academy, some kits, and then what's coming up this weekend. Yeah. So come back after this. Hey, guys, to be Brothers Podcast back here. We just finished up talking about the junkyard crap that was... Uh, the loss to Chicago last weekend, but we're going to move forward. Okay, so we're looking forward, and uh, friends from Tallahassee asked about our confidence getting a home playoff game with the difficult end-of-year stretch. So someone figured out the win percentages or points per game for all the teams in the East and their opponents coming up. In our last seven games, we have the second-to-hardest schedule. The only one harder is... New York. Red Bull. Red Bull. And so in the East. In the East. In yep. the East that we're talking. So it's been well documented. We got DC coming up this week there. Uh, are they still top four in the yeah, East? They're fourth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then we have Atlanta. At- Atlanta. Who's now first. And, and then we have LAFC. LAFC, who's the best. So right there, we've got some heavy hitters coming at us. Then we got some other games. And we end with NYCFC. So right. another top East team. Right. So no no surprises that ours is one of the hardest ones. Right. Um, so with that being said, uh, what's different this year compared to last year? That, that was kind of the point that I want to make. And um, so last year we were doing pretty well, and then all of a sudden we kind of slumped. Right. This was uh, yeah. I feel like we al- and we always kind of slump. Do, do, do right? Always have this kind of system or system, uh, system pattern. System. Yeah. Where we have a start off slow, get really hot, then end not great. 
And I feel like we're everyone is kind of like has it in the back of their mind that this could turn into that again. But this year, we've said this throughout the year that this team feels different. And the first point being, we've been in first for like two straight months. And then, but I feel like this team also has a so much more quality than previous years that I feel like last game aside, like we know how to win. Like we know how to deal with teams for the most part. I don't know. Like, I feel like we have had some like wins that I don't really recognize from previous years in a weird way. Like, right. It's just kind of comfortable. Like we know, yeah, like we can handle this. Like you're saying. Yeah. Um, I had some things that were okay. Yeah, we gotta. Um, did you delete something? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Did I? I think uh, I thought you did. No, maybe I did. I don't know. I know it's you. getting all messed up. Sorry, guys. I don't know how my computer works. <laughs> um, so I had some things that are kind of like uh, things that kind of are different than last year. And so I kind of looked up. I looked up last year's. August Philadelphia Union and kind of like where we kind of started falling off after that U.S. Open Cup loss. And I wanted to kind of compare last year, this year. So last year, our striking core, ready? So I, I looked up August and it was August 18th. We had a game played NYCFC. Um, our top three strikers were CJ Sapong, Corey Burke, David Kahn. Our number 10 was Dodge Call. Our right back was Keith Rosenberry. Our left back was Ray Gaddis. reason I say all those is because now they're all kind of gone off. Slash move position. Slash move to their regular side. This year, obviously, we know Ray Gaddis is now playing on the right. That might be the only place where I feel like we've kind of gone down a little bit from Rosenberry to Gaddis. Our left back is improved. That's something to be good about, be happy about. Um... Harris is playing deep, but Doy's on the right. Our left-sided midfielder is Montero. That's an improvement over any of Akam, CJ, Burke, or Dodgecall. Sure. Fabian is our 10 between him and Dodgecall. Dodgecall probably has had a better year at, by, at, to this point yeah. uh, like compared to where Fabian's at now, but I think Fabian's ceiling has potential. Like, yeah, I feel like has potential ceiling. to be at least as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm going to say that's a push. Granted, I, and I, it's a, I think, a bit optimistic, but yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's an optimistic one. Fabian's got a few more goals, I would say. Okay, yeah. I don't think Dachkal was scoring goals. He, he was he just had assists. a buttloaded assist, yeah. yeah. Led the league in assists. But, um, so I'm going to be optimistic, say that's a, that's a push there. And then our striking core, we had Corey Burke. Um, we'll say David Akam's out because we had Montero on the left. Um, so now you're looking at CJ and Burke, who are both gone. And we've got Shabilko, Vooten, Faffer, um, Santos. Santos. Santos, done, whatever. But between Fafa, Shabilko, and Vooten, I think that's an improvement over Corey Burke and CJ Sapong. Yeah, for sure. That's, I think those are guys who, can, who we are a little bit more confident in finishing. And guys who I think if, if they're just in the box... They're more technical. They're able to shoot a little bit better. They're not just, like, kind of bangers. That's why I kind of felt like CJ and Corey Burke. They're just kind of, like, I don't know. A lot really hot and cold. Yeah. And just kind of hoping they bang one in. But um, so, don't really expect them to put, like, a technical, like, shot into the corner. So I think as far as the roster, I think our roster has improved. So that, that's a positive thing that I think. It's way deeper, too. Like, yeah. if you look at our bench compared to the bench of, like, any other year, we have just awesome weapons off the bench offensively and defensively yeah so our substitutes at this particular game were i'll start with the best one was el Senio. and then after that it's like looks like craval cravalzi him and el Senio were the only two subs made that game um but also on the bench we had Derek jones richie marquez marcus epps and fabinho and john mccarthy so the bench was pretty thin last year. Maybe right. maybe some of the players on the eleven were starting eleven may have been like close, but yeah. coming off the bench and we didn't. Elsino this year is a different player than Elsino last year, mm-hmm. I would say. So that alone is an improvement. And then like yeah, like our bench now would have Fafa, Aronson, Fontana, Fontana, uh, like strong center back, yeah, strong outside back. 
mediocre outside back, I guess. So roster-wise, I would say we've improved there. That's a reason to be positive and encouraged that this year is going to be different than last year and the years before. Um, I think we also have some schedule advantages. Jim Curtin mentioned in his midweek press conference that every game that we have is against a team who plays a midweek game, which is crazy. Crazy. And so he kind of mentioned that, like, we already did a lot of our work, our, our grunt work in the beginning of the year where we were playing Wednesday, Saturday a lot. And so, yeah, we've already played these games and these other teams might have games in hand, but that means at the end of the year when teams are tired, they have to play midweek and then come play the union. Um, so we do have a schedule advantage. I, don't, I'm, I didn't look through all the previous year's schedules to see what sure, right. they all figured out to be, but I think that's a big advantage, hopefully. Hopefully. This year, something that we have that we have not had is tactical flexibility. Right. I think Jim's kind of been unleashed and able to try different things. Granted, this, like, this weekend, yeah, it didn't work out. But he took off like two defenders, put on two strikers, uh, offensive midfielder and for a defensive midfielder. Like he threw out all the weapons we could, which is something we've never we wouldn't have seen last right. year. We would have been like <laughs> one striker. Like it would have been like Burke for CJ. That would have been like right, the offensive yeah. move last year. And that's like that. Would, and we would just rip our hair out watching that game or those kind of subs. And we'd know almost to the minute when subs right, were coming. Right. Yeah. This weekend we yeah like you said we. We essentially had two defenders on the field to end that game, which yeah. is pretty wild. And and it's credit to um, the team, the the depth of the team, the coach, the yeah, the coaching staff, just like getting this team to be able to play these different formations and different mm -hmm. styles, and and all the combinations like to play with each all these different players. Like it's that takes a lot of skill and a lot of work. Definitely, and and, and the biggest change from last year or this year, I think, would well want. Maybe the biggest Ernst, yeah, just kind of allowing all that being available, and I feel like he has more of a he's a winning mentality compared yeah. to Ernie Ernie Stewart. Like yeah. he is really, really is going to do all that he can to make sure this this we have a winning product on the field. And Ernie Stewart, uh, yeah, and he did do a lot of things for the union, but he had other objectives. And yeah. and at this point, was he maybe gone? Oh yeah, but but it wasn't that like at this point. He was gone, but Ernst isn't doing anything else other than watching right, but, watching games right now. Right, but that is, I feel year. like that is also possibly like a mentality thing for the team, like off the field, like a little bit of like uneasiness of like where this team's going. Oh, for last year, yeah, mm -hmm. for last year, yeah, I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. And this year we're we're way more we know. all on board. Mm -hmm. We're all on the same page and like moving forward with it together. So I feel like that's something. So yeah, I know I know some people are getting a uh, negative, and I I understand being cautious about expectations. I, and I get it. I get it. But um, how are you ever going to grow if you don't let expectations grow? How are we ever going to improve if we always just expect every year the union are going to crash in August and September? And that's just, I'm going to base my expectations based on the last eight years. How are you ever going to grow like that? I would never, I mean, I'm not going to like growth of a child. I'm not going to expect my son to be at the same spot next year where he is right now. I'm not going to expect my profession, me to be doing the same as I did last year. I want to be growing and the union have shown a lot of growth this year. So why not expect August and September to not be a slump, but rather a time for us to rise to the challenge and beat DC, beat LA, beat Atlanta. And it, it's interesting you say that, but because it's also, I do feel like we have been um, in a way we have raised our expectations because uh, people were all kind of frustrated with this team we're in second place. Right. Yeah. We're tied for first technically in, in points, but in a tiebreaker, we're in second place in the East. So we're doing pretty good still. For us to be even like complaining right now exactly. is kind of a That's, weird thing. For you to say like yeah. we're in second place and the way this podcast is going right now, I'm like, you would think this podcast would be talking about like a seventh place team that just lost, but they're in a playoff battle. But we're, I think we have a 99% chance of making the playoffs right, right. now, according to whatever stats or whatever. So, yeah, we're in second place. We, we just were in first place for like two to three months yeah. straight. Um, we're, gonna, we're going to eclipse our points total, highest points total ever, right? Most likely. Um, right now, 538 uh, Stats website, they have us as one of the top four teams with a chance to win MLS Cup. So it's 
unfortunately, three of the teams are from three of the top four are from the East. Right. It's LAFC, then Atlanta, NYC, FC, and then us. And so we're behind Atlanta and New York City in the East. But like for MLSsoccer.com to have an article talking about the top four teams to make MLS Cup to win MLS Cup and we're number four. Like that's that's pretty wild for yeah. the Philadelphia Union to be in that. And with that brings a lot more pressure. Sure. And because we we do still expect this team to be better. Like we did we're not happy with the performance we've had in the past, you know, even like month, you know? Yeah, we're not happy. Just like because we we could be playing better. Like we haven't had our best games this recently. We know what we can do. And yet we're still where we are. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, with that comes, so we're on social media a lot and there is rising emotions with that, that comes. And as a fan base, we, since we expect more, there's definitely some, uh, funny, like back and forth sometimes. Like, and and I know Twitter is not the end all be all, but like, it it is a bit of a snapshot of the fan base and, and a bit of a snapshot of where people are feeling. And, and after this past loss is, there's a little bit of bitterness towards each other, a little back and forth yeah. with people. Nothing like too, nothing too like oh, harsh or rude or whatever. It just we're we're kind of in different places where we see this team. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I I guess like I don't know. Everyone's just kind of taking everything a little more seriously in a good way. Meaning we all just. You know, it's not just like, all right, well, we kind of suck and hopefully we do well. It's like I feel like we're just we all just kind of see a potential of what this year could be because we're, mm-hmm. we're right there. We, we do have a chance to really make a run of the playoffs. We this is an incredible opportunity for this team. So we're all just really, really anxious, maybe to that. We don't blow it really. That's, right, you know, because yeah. we and we have blown chances before and not this great. But uh, we have had, you know, disappointments, a couple, couple open cup losses. So, yeah, like um, we, we, this is our. 10th year or whatever like we we've had not the best of history as a club as a whole so it's that creates some i don't know like scars wounds like whatever you want to call it but like that makes us maybe a little more defensive about some of this stuff so i think it all comes from a good place and we're all on the same team but it's just uh it's just funny thing that we've been observing i guess yeah yeah it's fun to kind of observe from the outside and I just, I, yeah, I feel try like to restrain just, ourselves a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because it's sometimes you, you gotta know, say a little something. Yeah, but I mean, no one really wins a, a Twitter argument, so yeah. there, some things you gotta let go. But um, it's just fun. It just and really just what it comes down to is everyone's just really, really invested in this team, and that's re- and that's really the, the coolest part about this this season, this year, and this team. Yeah, I can't. I cannot wait for this weekend to be in the stadium with yeah. with all the fans and the chin going up against DC United. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a fun one this weekend, so hopefully people will be out there. Um, and to, on that note, like previous years, going to a stadi- to the stadium, it's like I always felt like last year, I was like always like a little nervous, like how many people are going to show up? Is it going to be like a decent atmosphere? Like is the crowd going to be into it? Like, And this year it's like a guaranteed, like the, it's going to be basically another sellout, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to be rocking. It's going to be loud. It's going to be an intense game. Like it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're. I mean, this is what you – hope for when you have a team to root for you hope for the best possible atmosphere and i know the fans are going to bring it bring it this weekend because the team needs it and anything less than three points will be we'll just need to get more beer for the podcast (laughs) i don't know i I can't yeah can't handle any more negativity um let's go let's go something positive positive something really really cool that happened uh this weekend though in union land all right tell me the u13 team won champions league so the u13 philadelphia union academy team won champions and league, they so. crushed it right the like goal differential for the whole tournament was like 22 to 3 i think and so th- these 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 boys killed it they played great i i, I only watched like a, a portion of the first half because we were you know doing your birthday stuff but they look good they, they it was a it was a pretty entertaining little team they had there and they dominated this tournament. It's it's a really exciting little thing to to notice from uh, this organization. So if you if you haven't had a chance, go to brotherlygame.com. Uh, Matt Ralph has a great write up on the U13 uh, tournament, the journey, um, the players learning 
11 v 11. So I guess that's when they did look too small for their full field. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty funny. (laughs) And kind of watching the highlights and stuff. It does look kind of silly. Like these little kids are little. Like I saw like a a corner kid. I was like, how far is he going to actually be able to kick Uh that? And they kicked, and it was, you know, where he needed to put it. But it's just, you know, it was funny. So, so it's pretty awesome that the U13 teams win a lot of kids who were born in, I think it was saying, uh, 2000, oh shoot, I lost it. Um, six, 2006 and they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're playing against a lot of players who were born in 2005. doesn't seem like a big difference, but I teach middle school and the difference between like a sixth grader and seventh grader or a seventh grader and an eighth grader is like big and literally the word big kids grow in size. They start growing facial hair. They smell a lot more. And and so (laughs) it is a big deal. Um, the union team won like all the award personal uh individual awards uh golden ball golden boot goalkeeper award fair play award so they really cleaned up in that area nice um and as i was thinking about this i was like okay well okay we had a great u13 tournament but what does this mean as far as the future and so matt i i made a note to myself to look kind of like try to look this up see if i could figure out any details but matt in his article referenced the 2012 generation adidas cup team that uh, won a championship and that was actually coached by jim Curtin. and he, he matt referenced exactly what i was hoping to find um how many of those guys right now are pro and so there were four of them starting from one end of the spectrum so we got drew scundrich brian white connor maloney all pro players but then the other one is Zach Steffen, currently playing in the Bundesliga. Nice. So you got four guys who went from a 2012 academy team who are now pro. And that's early academy times. That's a very early Philadelphia Union Academy. So now, I mean, we're seven years later. Hopefully, these U13 players continue to get the good coaching. Yeah. I saw something. Steal and, you know. Yeah, and continue continue to grow from there. I, I saw a handful are going to move up to the next age group, and they're going to be coached by Fred. Nice, nice. So that's, that's going to be pretty cool. Did it say he was coaching this team, the youth team? team? Um, yes. Uh, it wasn't Richter, right? He's a little younger. Uh, head coach Phil Karn. Okay, don't, so. he's not a former player, so I guess we don't know him. Yeah. But, but he did a great job. Yep, great <laughs> job. And you need kept getting like compliments on just their like style of play and stuff nice. so hopefully that's something that kind of continues through the academy and yep. gets built up through fred and the next level and then into the steel and so on so it's cool to see it starting young and hopefully it can grow and develop from there yeah yeah good job guys yeah so props to them um i don't know if those guys listen to podcasts <laughs> yet but hopefully they'll uh grow up and i'm sure they listen to the path Oh, the yeah. path. Yeah, shout out to Matt Ralph and his um uh, uh podcast. It's also like a part of the Bradley game. Yeah, partner yeah. um talking about youth players and their trip to the pros and stuff like yeah. that. I'm sure I, I I'd imagine maybe some of those players would feature in, in that in, in sometime in the future. And I don't know at all, but I I could imagine some of these guys would be uh in there. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so. not I don't know at all, but all right. Matt, make it happen. Luke's <laughs> calling you out. Luke's saying you gotta do it. Um, so before we get to the DC preview, we have a couple of things, uh, actually just had a question come in from Mike Martz. Um, so I want to throw it to you. It says next three games at home against the top two teams in the league rivalry match, rivalry match against a pissed off DC United rivalry week is the hardest thing to say. And I just said it poorly. Rival, rivalry, 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 rivalry week, rivalry, rivalry week isn't it really it's stupid they for, change, they for, change the name for two people who want them to listen to people talk to us we don't talk good got that right anyway um oh sorry i lost <laughs> sorry <laughs> talking talk is hard um who do you think will be the striker to keep us on top of the eastern table with a home playoff place so which striker do you hope to or do you think will continue form pick up form to keep us in that you know, we want to keep up with Joseph Martinez in Atlanta. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go? So I'm going to let you go because I was going to steal your point. Okay. Then. Cool. So go I, ahead. Reference Warshaw. Is that what you're going to do? Oh, no. But that's a good point. But 
so I'm, I'm going to say Casper. Um, mainly because he is the best finisher we have. And I... Every, I feel like every game I I start to like him a little more as a as a player. I see I kind of understand his game more because he was he's kind of like an unorthodox player. But to your point, sir, to Warshaw's point that you that you mentioned, um, he says in his write up for for this past week that whoever plays striker for the Union needs to do less. Just be in front of the box. We have the uh, super talented midfielder to play, get them the the chances, and the the striker doesn't need to do anything else besides finish. And I think the striker that we have that best fits that that role is Casper because he can finish better than anyone and I think that's all we need yeah mm-hmm. just a guy to finish yeah and yeah. I'm I'm not gonna argue I think I think that's the right answer I think Voon could be that guy too I think he he has that those same a similar skill set but we've just seen Casper prove that this whole year and uh yeah so I think I think we just need a striker to be in the box who can kick the ball into right. the net yep definitely definitely it's, sounds so simple but Sometimes it isn't. It, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. This weekend was not easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally agree. Uh, I, I was. I, I. I've been super surprised and impressed with Casper's kind of consistency with what he's done. I know mm-hmm. I not wrote him off, but kind of said I thought we saw his ceiling right like weeks and weeks ago when he. I think he was sitting on like four or five goals, and I was like, I think. I think that's about as much as we'd expect to get from him, and I expected another striker to come in and do better, but he's he's happily proved me wrong and continued to put up goals. So I think he's the fifth fifth leading goal scorer in the league right now, or he was he's coming into there. the weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like 11 or 12 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I think Casper would be the guy who hopefully will keep us in that Eastern race yep. for uh, the top couple spots yeah gotta, gotta I, I get th- that first round by or he, either first round home game yeah i think he has the ability to to rise up to be that player too mm-hmm. so the uh next uh topic i love this one yeah so we had some uh a, a couple guys reach out to for this next topic um initially thomas hill said to just well, for, forget the forget the <laughs> Forget the sadness and just talk about your favorite kits. And that's a – I don't care if I'm sad or happy. I love talking about jerseys. So that's that's a great, great, uh, great call regardless. And then on to, to follow up with that, Mike Thomas made this incredible ranking of his favorite uh, union kits from, the, from our history. So he put, like, the top 12 kits. Mm-hmm. And pretty, pretty good list. I, I think I agree with – Generally, most of those ones. Um, what do you think? Let's let's go with uh, our top union kit and our least favorite union kit. Okay. Well, let me just give a shout out to Mike. We appreciate he put in a lot of work. Comments. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, I, I noticed we didn't retweet it, so we need to do. I that. did. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Good job, Luke. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it's stuff when we both are running a Twitter account. We, yeah. Yeah. I never know. Um, Gosh, yeah, I'm looking at him. I I do like a lot. Some I was not as high on. So his number one was the snake skin kit from 2016, where it was navy with the gold stripe, and within the gold stripe, it had the snake skin feel. I personally didn't like that one as much. Um, I think a big reason why is I I bought it with Ernie Stewart on the back, uh, Stewart and the number eight. And so for me, <laughs> I, I have a hard time wearing it because I was such a. It, it was kind of a dumb purchase. It was an impulse. Um, so, I have my, that jersey with Rosenberry on the back. Oh yeah, signed. So that, yeah, that's cool. So it's pretty solid one for for me. That's cute. Um, <laughs> so my oh gosh, I have so many of these. It's like, Let's go. Do you have even a worse one? Do you want me to go first? I have. Yeah, I have you, mine ready. You talk. You talk. Okay. Now. So I'm yeah. gonna actually agree with Mike for my my least favorite with that that all white. Yeah, it's referred to as the the, the diaper kit because that that front. It's kind of like a. A version of that at center stripe, but it's just like a white stitch, like star pattern down the front. No, yep, totally agree. And it, it looks like a toilet, like toilet paper or like paper towel patterns on the right down the center of the front. Double plied toilet paper. Yeah, shirt. yeah. Um, I, you said diaper first, and I like. Oh, that that's too. yeah, that's the wrong wrong word. But my the, bad. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's not a great look. Um, I feel like it has decent like trim and stuff. So like, I feel like without that pattern, it it'd be, probably be better. But yeah, it's not great. That is funny. That is funny. I didn't hear that before. But yeah, I, now I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a. Uh, unfortunately, Ray Gaddis is the one modeling this one, and yeah, it's like, oh, 
definitely kind of looks like a diaper or double plied toilet paper. Yeah. But now all, all I see is diaper since you said diaper. Is diaper there? I thought toilet paper. You said you said it's, diaper. Toilet paper would be the uh, that's the right word thing. Um, yeah. So, so that's your least favorite. We yeah. all agree. You, me, and Mike, we all agree. Mike, we're gonna get you on a podcast in the off season on a bye week to yeah, to go through all this. We'll do a whole Jersey episode or, or whatever. But that was, yeah. All right. So what's your favorite? My favorite. I'm gonna actually go with the steel kit. Okay. The black with the white shorts and the and the red beanbo. That's a kind of different style mm-hmm. and that it's just so clean it's i know it's not like union traditional colors and everything but it's just such a good looking kit that like I, I wish we brought it i wish that was like our primary just because that's such a good looking jersey like mm-hmm. it's so simple but in like a good not boring like a, in like a classy way you know mm-hmm. and yeah i just i'm a big fan of that one I, that's one i i didn't get but i wish i i, I got when uh that was out this time. Your birthday's coming up. Yeah. You bet. So I'm going to, against most people, I, I'm not a huge fan of that one. It's better than the toilet paper one that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never was a big fan of that one. Not not as much as everyone else. I, I'm not saying it's bad, but. Um, so I'm going to choose my favorite, I think. I'm torn between two. It's going to be Mike's number nine. So this is a white shirt with navy sleeve, uh, navy shoulders. With a gold Adidas stripes across the shoulders. That was uh, 2011? 2011 away. And they, they're pretty just boring white. They almost look boring white. Um, but the, I think the navy shoulders and top are kind of cool. I feel uh, like no other team ever had that jersey. That, like, template. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I have a little two of that one, so it is one I get to wear a lot. But I will say I think my favorite is one that wasn't very... Uh, Worn very much was the 2012 Away. It's the light blue kit. Um, I have a McInerney of that one. Nice. And I do wear it a lot still just because I like it a lot. Uh, I, it's different than the regular Union Navy and Gold. It's light blue. Uh, it still has like a kind of traditional center stripe that, that we've, center stripe we've kind of owned. Gold trim. Yep. So it's light blue, majority, white, center strip, gold trim. Beambo doesn't scream. Out too loud on that yeah, one. That which one I don't mind. Yeah, with that white center. Yeah. Yeah. The. Yeah, I think that's. That's a good choice. It's, yeah. That's a unique one. Mm-hmm. I'd, it'd be cool to get a, a light blue, look in the future sometime. Maybe bring that kind of color back. Yeah. Don't but, you, uh, you have that one? Don't yeah, you have, I have a long sleeve of that one. No name on the back. But okay. Yeah. 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 I was I was with Chelsea. You had the long sleeve of that. Yeah. So, I actually I bought that one on the way to our first ever open cup game or uh, open cup final. Yeah. Didn't you find in like some little shop or something? It was a, it was a a rally house, which was like the PA sports store, random little store. (laughs) Everyone up there knows. Um, another question just came in. I'm going to throw it to you. Okay. Uh, It's from blue and gold. They say, where's your pod located? Our pod. Yeah. Right here. Internet. Internet. (laughs) Um, all right. We'll reply to him online. Uh, cause he can't hear us. (laughs) <laughs> um, so let's, <laughs> but you're going to hear us this week. Cause we're going to tell you where it's located. Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google play stuff. Is it that or like where, like, where do we live? We're recording from. Is that what he's asking? Oh, I don't know. That's what I thought at first. I don't, I don't know. They'll let us know. Okay. Maybe. All right. Let's, let's, uh, go back to the current union stuff. Are We'll, we'll we'll do a whole union kit jersey. Yeah, that'll thing be like in the off season. The majority of the off season episodes, yeah. we'll just talk about jerseys. That's the most fun thing to talk about cool. in the off season. So this weekend, uh, DC comes to town. Last time we saw DC, we crushed them five one. That was beautiful. One of the best games we've been at. Uh, Ali Bedoya made all the news with his statement into the microphone uh, before the game. Get out to the tailgate. The Sons of Ben tailgate. Uh, Twenty dollars, all you can drink. They're also gonna have Argentine. Uh, Argentine barbecue um i might i might see if i can get out there i'll be traveling up there on my own uh well me and my me and my dad will go uh luke's not coming um so i'll be at the game luke will be watching from home matt make luke live tweet it uh so luke who do you want to start let's start um uh, let's start at the front who do you want to be your strikers um let's say 442 we're at home 442 Give me two strikers so you want to start. So I wouldn't be upset with anyone, well, not any of the three, 
that we have se- been seeing. Um, I would go Casper. I would say Ca- Casper and Fafa. Let's run that out. Darn, man. That's what I was going to say, I, too. I want to see... I, 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 I want to see Fafa get a run out. Yeah. I want to see him. I, I want to see some speed go back to that. I, I think he's going to be so itching to prove himself worthy. Um, I don't think Wooten's exactly shown us something. I mean, he's he did have actually a good game against DC. Yeah, yeah, he did have a good game. Fafa was on that score in that game. Right. I was, so. was going to say, strikers are going to be measured by goals, and, and we haven't seen Wooten score. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time with him, but I, I'd be fine with Fafa starting. Yeah, I want to I, I see Fafa score. I want to see Fafsa start. I want to see his yeah. speed and running at defenders. Um, I don't have much confidence in, in the D.C. defense. D.C.'s right now kind of start, starting to fall apart. Yeah. Rooney, Rooney's causing some drama. Yeah. Last, <laughs> Yelling oh. at the fourth official in, in Vancouver. and then. So, yeah, if you didn't see, Rooney came, got subbed off and went to the fourth official and said every effing game with this or something. Yeah, something he, along he those lines. just unhappy with the ref performance. Of, and then he complained about the travel, which... Which is that's understandable at least. Yeah. yeah, a player like that shouldn't be sitting in the same. But he's definitely feeling that uh, airplanes as us. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Senioritis. He sees the end. <laughs> he's he's he's, he's, he's out in two months. Not given enough. Um, Luciano Costa is starting on the bench. So yeah. one of their best technically sound, talented, difference making players right. started on the bench this week. So anyway, back to the union. Um, so we both like the idea of Fafa starting with Casper. Uh, midfield, do you go Fabian Montero, Bedoya, Harris? Yeah, I want to go with like the classic midfield. That <laughs> so classic. Yeah, I don't want to mess Aaron, with anything like last week. Aronson doesn't get in. Craval doesn't get in. No, uh, okay. I think we we it's the the, the, the regular regular guys. Um, do you have any differing opinion on that? No, I think my opinion is the same. I, yeah. I think yeah, this, I, I think right now you need the strongest players, and you look at that that four. You're not going to find a stronger midfield in the league between right. Fabian Montero, Bedoya. And Harris. I mean, I mean that's just. I got. I'm gonna say it one more time because I love that four. Yeah. Fabian Montero, Bedoya, Harris. If those four are on their game and gelling and playing as well as they can, we're gonna compete with any team yeah. in this league, especially they, at home. At home, that that four is unbelievably talented, and and so we just need them to step up and get the rest of the team to join them, and just uh, we we need them to play well. Yep. We need that four to really prove to be as powerful and talented as we all know they can be. Yeah. I think the biggest, um, I don't know, player we need to step up from, from the, for this game is, is Montero just because coming back from injury, he still hasn't had that, that big Montero game that we've seen before he got mm-hmm. injured. So I feel, I know, I don't know. He's still like kind of getting back uh, from that injury, but um, I think this game could really be, if he's, you know, back into that normal position with, with Fabian at the 10 and he's back at the eight. I think he could really show that he's back to the same player we've seen him play all, seen him be all year. Montero at the eight, as yes. I said. Yes, yeah. Um, and so then let's go look at our defense. Outside backs the same. Gaddison, Wagner. Yep, yep, yep. And then center backs. Who you got? I I go back to Trusty and Elliot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Me too. Uh, I mean, I I I agreed with Curran last week that Colin earned this earned this start into uh, going into Chicago, but um. I think after that performance, I, I don't know why you wouldn't go back to Trusty. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems with the recording on a Monday. Uh, yeah, we got fresh emotions coming off the, the most recent game, but we right. missed the Wednesday press conference, so we right. don't know what Jim's going to say. So you might be listening to this, and Jim may have already announced that Trusty's going to start, or or not. Or he's injured. I don't, you know, it could be anything in uh, five days' time. Sure. But I agree, Trusty, I give him the start next to Elliot. Um do you think McKenzie's close? I mean, McKenzie made the 18 this past weekend. Sure. Yeah. Um, Could you see him making a start over Elliot? No, just because, yeah, he he's on that right side, and I think Elliot's been playing. He's still been our, our best center back throughout the year, so I don't think he'd really bench him. Okay. And, not, like, he'd have to have a real howler and maybe even get injured as well to get him off the field. Okay. okay. And and that sucks because we love McKenzie. I think he's, he, he could be a starter if, if it wasn't for Elliot, mm-hmm. but um, that's just the way it is right now. Yeah, everyone could start if not for the guy in front of him. Um, yeah, <laughs> but he's good enough too. Like, he, yeah, I got, I got, yeah, I got yeah. Blake, Blake's still in goal. No, nah, I'd go Joe Bendick. No, just kidding. Blake's been, he, Blake's been iffy, yeah, and he's been d- fragile. What, yeah, that's what I mean with the injuries. I feel like there's been so many games this this year that he could 
where you're like, oh crap, is he injured again? Yeah, Bendik had to warm up this past weekend, yeah. and yeah, Blake, it, it has not been his best season. Still, probably our best keeper, but he, yeah, yeah, he looks fragile. Like he could, he could have to leave a game at any moment, and it's not a good thing. So hopefully, hopefully, he can keep it together for this uh, run at the Eastern Conference title and MLS Cup. So. DC coming to town. What's your prediction on the final result? I say we win. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say it's a three zero win. Oh, you son of a gun. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna gotcha. say. Uh, Alright, so we're both gonna say three oh wins. Okay. But we're going to say who scores. So I mean we always say who scores, but that's how you're going to judge us. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna say Casper, Fafa, and Bedoya. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Bedoya times two. Oof. I always go with a brace. You did, oh, it's just Casper. Nice. Casper. All right. This Saturday is also alumni night. A lot of players coming back to celebrate the 10th season of the Philadelphia Union being in existence, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yep. Um, they're also going to be celebrating the first season of the Doobie Brothers podcast, but <laughs> that will probably not be <laughs> as uh, popular. Yep. So... If you could watch the game with any, not just the ones who are showing up this weekend, any alumni sitting next to you, who would you watch with? So, I don't know. The weird, the guy who first came to mind when this when I saw this question, mm-hmm. Danny Cruz. Oh, that's he funny. He seems like a great guy. He would be. You know? Party boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's Chris Pontius, but. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> who are we talking about? <laughs> Danny <laughs> Cruz. That's a good he one. He seems like, yeah, like a really fun dude, and uh, I think he'd be uh, an enjoyable um person to watch a game with nice that's that's a cool one yeah there's probably others that i'm not thinking about but that was the first guy that came to mind for some reason that, oh man that's a good one um he'd be might get really sweaty though yeah that's kind no, of his he'd thing be drenched he'd walk up and say hey i'm danny cruz and i'm sorry for my wet hand <laughs> uh gosh i didn't even think about this I, I i wrote the question didn't think of it yeah. all i can think of is rosenberry okay yeah, i know he, i know he's still in the league and not not like an old dude but sure. Rosemary, I think, would be a cool guy to sit next to. Um, I'll probably just show him pictures of my son named Keegan and say, hey, look, it's Keegan. He'll judge your haircut. And <laughs> it's true. I've got my own hair. Um, which alumni does this current team need back? Oh, man. In, in their peak form, not just like as an old dude, but in like peak form of their career with the union. Who uh, would you like to see back? With the union. With the union. Not, not like... I don't know. Man, I see. I re- I gave you this question. No, I, I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Rosenberry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was thinking maybe Jordan Harvey, but I think he mm. was a better player after he played with the Union, so yeah, I don't know right, if that counts. Right. Okay. But, yeah, just an, a right back. That's a, an upgrade. Interesting. I was going to say Carlos Ruiz. Oh, just a goal scoring. Yeah, just a classic goal scorer. And but I also form. don't think he was great with us. Right, right, right. I just said in peak form. Oh, okay. oh, I thought you meant like union form. I, d- I don't know what I meant. Oh my god, this um, is ridiculous. And then the other one, I was oh shoot, who was I thinking of? <sighs> shoot, I I can't. Um, oh no, Gare. Oh, Nogueira darn, that's a good choice. Too. Not that not that we really need help in the midfield, but right. I just I mean I just He's love that guy. He was he maybe maybe Barnetta. Just to fill in for instead of Fabian, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a big fan of both those guys, but yeah, I think our midfield is just so oh, solid right now. Though. I remember the other one, Danny Califf. Lock down that defense, okay? Like, like yeah, yeah, get these guys, light them up. Be like, we are not giving up a goal this weekend. That's why we both said three zero. We are not giving up a goal this yeah. weekend. The Union, they are going to be pissed in the back. They they are going to play tough defense. Rooney's not going to know what hit him. Rooney's not going to be on the field. He's going to be suspended from MLS. That's my prediction. Um, yeah, we are not giving up a goal, and Danny Califf would be the guy to make sure it didn't happen. All right. I like that. I love love Danny Califf. Um, nice. Wow. I, I, so we, we went late. It. So the, we went, what is this? So we're on hour three. Um, <laughs> I have 19 more points I'd like to make. Uh, oh, no, the tape's running out. Oh, okay. The recorder is about to go off. Yeah, so. Right. Um, oh, those are going to be good points too. Yeah. Uh, oh, tomorrow the union are having your pick your seat event. I don't know if that's still happening. I wrote that a long time ago, but, um, um random question while it's still relevant. Where are the best seats in Talon? Um, I always wanted to sit like right behind the union bench, hmm. mm-hmm. just to, like cool. hear your curtain and like see the players like 
I, I thought it'd be cool to be just close to them. I don't maybe not the best like view. view. Yeah. I feel like the best view is like where the camera would be, kind of like high, especially in the Union, Union Stadium. Like it's not big. Like being like right. the, kind of the back row or in the center. Like that's you yeah. see everything in the best view. Like I don't like being too close to the field because you, your you perspective is yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say high midfield is definitely a yeah. spot, um, which is like kind of so boring because that's where you watch it on TV. So it's like not a true. different perspective, but it's just the best one. The other, the other best spot would be in the media box. So uh, give us an invite. <laughs> just we're free. We're free. Uh, yeah, I'm available. I'm available any any uni game um, if there's an open seat. Uh, that's all I want to talk about. Cool, cool. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we got a lot coming at you in the future. Um, thanks for all the interactions with you guys yeah um check out brotherly game always putting out good stuff check out the u13 article by matt that was i really enjoyed reading that seeing what the future may hold uh come out to the sons of ben tailgate this weekend 20 dollars all you can drink argentine argentine barbecue also shout out to keystone state ultras we were always saying keystone ultras i want to yes, correct that we, keystone state ultras my are bad guys but uh there's I, i'm sure they're going to be bringing it saturday night too so Dude, the stadium better be. I'm sure it's gonna be great. It's yeah. gonna be lit. I'm excited for you to see us do to, to yeah. be a part of that. I want, oh man, we just gotta score some goals, get three points, and uh, let's get back on top of the East. All right, man. Well, it's been it's been fun. We, I think we did good. Yeah, good yeah. episode. Nice long one. It was fun. All right, cool. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys.